because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Appreciate you being here today. You can find the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the first page, front page right there of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us in the WDBO app. Well, we on Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez have been wondering aloud for a month now, is anybody riding the higher speed train called Brightline from Orlando to Miami and vice versa? Well, according to Brightline, more than 17,500 people did so in the last month since Brightline opened back on September 22nd from Orlando to Miami and again vice versa. Brightline says those long-distance customers riding between Orlando and South Florida paid an average of $84 one way in September for a total of $1.5 million in revenue. Through the first 16 days of October, Brightline had over 40000 long-distance customers at an average fare of $91. Quote, we believe the addition of long-distance service has fundamentally transformed our business with average fares, ancillary revenue per passenger and ridership, all increasing significantly per the report from Brightline. Now, look, because Brightline is a private company, we are relying on them for this information, okay? Would they inflate their numbers? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I can't answer that question. Now, look, we here in Orlando have been talking about high-speed rail seemingly forever. Let's get one thing perfectly clear here. Brightline is not high-speed rail, even though they will tell you they are. It's higher speed rail, okay? It'll go up to 125 miles per hour in rural zones. Minimum speed, they say, is 79 miles per hour. That's higher speed rail, okay? That's not high speed rail. So they claim to get you from Orlando to Miami in three and a half hours. The cost of the ticket, they say, is an average price of about $79 each way. But we have looked at their pricing quite a bit over the last month since they opened the long distance lines back on September 22nd, and it's very, very rare, very rare that you'll be able to find a $79 one-way ticket. But the bottom line here is that Brightline now says the Orlando to Miami quarter has been a success for them here in the first month. Here's the question. How many of those passengers who went Orlando to Miami, Miami to Orlando, how many of those passengers rode Brightline for the novelty of it all? How many of those people will be back? Now, I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know this, that it takes about the same amount of time, if not less, door to door, if I were to drive to South Florida, because Brightline, again, is not a true high-speed rail service. It's higher-speed rail, not high-speed rail. And if you're going to the airport already, then why not just fly? It probably will cost you just as much, even less. 
So that's the rub here. Brightline says their numbers are good. Let's see if that continues. I have my doubts about that, but I will say that I have talked with a couple of buddies of mine who I know have taken the train to South Florida, and they say they're and they say they'll do it again. They do a lot of business there in Miami, and they say that even though it takes a little bit more time than driving or on an airplane, they say it's comfortable and they can get a lot of work done on the train. Brightline has increased the number of routes. Now, look, I'm a big, big fan of lists, okay, especially when it comes to making a decision in my life. I jot down the positives and the negatives on each side of a piece of paper. So let's go ahead and do that. First off, let's talk about the negatives of Brightline Orlando to Miami and back. It takes at least three and a half, four hours door to door if I take my car, like I said, okay, and it'll take less time factoring in parking. And if you factor in parking at Orlando International Airport, I would think that it would take you less time door to door taking your car than it would the Brightline train from O-Town to Miami. Number two, it'll take far less time to fly to Miami. And I just happened to look online this morning at some of the cheaper flights to South Florida. I found one on Spirit Airlines for 64 bucks round trip. Now, you might get a parachute with that 64 bucks, mind you, on Spirit. But even with all the upcharges you get on a Spirit airline, still, it's very likely going to be a much better price than you're going to get on Brightline. Number three, let's tell it like it is. Brightline has had a really, really bad time with people being killed on their tracks. The count now is over 100, the amount of people who have been killed by these trains. Now, don't ask me to explain that. I cannot. I have no clue as to why Brightline has killed so many people in the last six or seven years since it's been up and running down there in South Florida. I think Brightline has done a very good job in in putting up signs and barriers, and yet people continue to be hit. Some of them are suicide by train episodes, but for whatever reason, whether it's because there are so many of these trains going back and forth each and every day, and these tracks are regular train tracks, accessible I'm just throwing out theories here, but Brightline has been nicknamed the death train in the South Florida media, and for good reason. Matter of fact, last week, another pedestrian was killed in a collision over there in Melbourne. And since its operations began in 2017, we're talking about over 100 now. Over 100 people have been killed by Brightline trains. Those counties include Broward, where 44 people have been killed, 33 in Palm Beach, 20 in Miami-Dade. We had one in St. Lucie County about three weeks ago. And of course, over there in Bavard County in Melbourne, not long ago at all. So in terms of the passengers on Brightline, if and when this does happen, and it's going to happen with Brightline using regular train tracks, you're going to be delayed perhaps considerably if that kind of tragedy occurs if you're on one of those trains. Now, on the positive side of things, okay, I have heard from folks who say they love the whole train experience. They love peering out the window and watching the world go by. I have had some folks tell me about the comfort of the Brightline cars, much more comfortable than their own vehicle, much more comfortable than being treated as cattle on an airplane. I've heard people say that because of the comfort of these Brightline cars and the space that you get in them, that they're able to get a lot of work accomplished on Brightline that they wouldn't be able to get accomplished on an airplane. So for business folks, I can see where it would be a decent option for train enthusiasts. Yes, no doubt. And let's not forget about the folks who go down to South Florida for a Miami Dolphins game as well, especially for a one o'clock game. 
you know, you leave around 9 a.m., get to the stadium, 12.30, 1 o'clock or so, and ideally get out of the stadium in, in no time and, and get back to Orlando within three and a half, four hours or so. Now you're at the whim of the shuttle buses from the Brightline terminal to the stadium, but in theory, it certainly looks as if that could be a viable option for Dolphin fans going to South Florida from Orlando. But I'm a practical guy, all right? And I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, I'm not saving any money. Matter of fact, if I drove or flew the right airline, that is, I'd be saving a ton of money and a ton of time. So look, to each his own, I guess. I think if Brightline is going to make it, okay, if, if they're really going to make it, I think they need to keep driving home the whole comfort thing. Play up the fact that you have Wi-Fi. Play up the fact that you can stretch your legs and unwind and let somebody else do the driving. Because if it's me and I need to get to Miami, my first option is hopping in my own car, not paying 30 plus bucks per day for parking at OIA. I'm driving myself to Miami. And my second option is hopping on a low cost carrier that gets me there in about 30 to 40 minutes. So yes, Brightline says that it's Orlando to Miami. Whistle stops are going very, very well, but I think Brightline has a long, long way to go in convincing people that it is the best way to get to South Florida. That's going to do it for the Inez Says Podcast. Appreciate you being here. Find me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.